when we when we work with music, when we learn about it, when it becomes something other than just what we consume, we are working on the side that is trying to eliminate darkness, ignorance, things that we don't know. And but but that is but it's art too. So it's not just about your mind as a scientific engine. It's this idea that that knowledge and understanding can can help art. If you were to walk up to Western music professor Kate Helson and ask her to describe her research in five key words, these would be hers. Music, history, memory, writing and patterns. I am interested in how people think about music and how they thought about it in the past and whether that's the same as we do. So whether our lives and and all the things that are in our heads affect the way that we have a relationship with music, with singing, melody, all those sorts of things and how they did it in the past. And the way we get at that is by looking at what they wrote because of course in my area which is medieval music we don't have recordings. This is PBNJ Professors Beyond Jobs. There's more to western faculty members than their research. Let's find out who they are. Western music professor Kate Helson explains why she studies music history. I would use the analogy of a map, but I would use the analogy of the map as in um somewhere where you where the map doesn't exist in the future yet because you can't see it. But the only thing you can see is where you have been. It's like a GPS or something where where you are at the extent of your knowledge, but you know where you have been. And the more you know about where you have been and the mountains you've climbed and the rivers you've swum, the better it is that you know where you might end up. and you have a kind of a commonality with everyone else in your real life that extends backwards to it it kind of makes this retrospective net gates bumper sticker or door poster what does it say In Latin, it's Ars non habet inimicorum nisi ignorantem which means art has no enemy but ignorance what's that one piece of advice that kate asks western students to ignore people often get told to follow their bliss and i think that that's almost systemic in something like music you've almost already decided you're going to do that when you go into music because you haven't chosen to go into economics or whatever it is and i would simply say that happiness is a byproduct of a whole bunch of other things that you can follow and so if you if you aim at happiness you will inevitably miss but if you aim at deep satisfaction more curiosity about the world than you had yesterday uh, a deep sense of connection with other people all of those sorts of things will give you as a byproduct happiness but if you aim right at happiness you'll always miss it will always be a frustration and in music the same as well don't aim to be happy as a musician aim to be a good one and happiness will come In an alternate universe where Kate is not a music professor, what is she doing? 
I would be a writer. I would be a fiction writer. But I I know enough about the limits of my ability <laughs> to know that I could never be. I have the the same problem with with fiction writing and, and good poetry as famously um, Salieri had with Mozart, which is that he knows enough about it to recognize the greatness, but he knows that he will never be that great. So I think that my my alternative career in a world where I could have the facility with language that I would like, I would like to be a writer. And in a world where that wasn't the case and I was exactly who I am, I might want to be an archaeologist. I might want to work with other kinds of artifacts and see how they connect to us and what it means to be human. You've been listening to Western music professor Kate Helson. When I look at a piece of parchment that somebody took a quill and drew a little cartoon face on the side of a piece of music, somebody doodled an old man. There's now a commonality between me and someone a thousand years ago because we both know that that's a funny looking cartoon of an old man. And that kind of the thread through history where I can really as a human being now see my own humor or my own wishes or my own sense of beauty reflected allows me to be a part of the human race. Like I I feel like I belong because I know people have been there too. So that that's what I think I I would say to predict into the future is famously very hard. Uh, <laughs> it's fun, it's entertaining, but I think there's a richness in what we can see behind us that also contributes to a kind of a vector in terms of where we're going that you don't get if you don't have it. Thank you for tuning in to PBNJ Professors Beyond Jobs. I'm your host Sensei of Stories and we'll meet again.